Okay. Three, two, one. In my ear, I heard it the exact same time as you, so I think we got it that time. Just saying. Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. You? I'm okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to your favourite <laughs> podcast. Um, Still so, feels just as cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's just so cringy, isn't it? Like, last time, yeah. the whole beginning when I was listening to it back and editing it, I was just like, oh, God, this is awful. And then I got halfway yeah. through and I was like, this is great. Yeah, we definitely got into a flow last time. I think we just need to yeah. find the flow. We need to find good. the flow again. Once we start, we cannot be stopped. Do you want to start with your little correction, if we're still going to go over that? Um. Yeah, I think maybe just, like, say it, just... Just briefly well. touch on it. I don't care about yeah. self-critique or, you know, giving myself any advice. So, <laughs> okay, I'll I'll just I'll just say it. Yeah. As just to get it off my chest. <laughs> um, but as like sort of a correction from the last episode of the podcast, um, I had some constructive criticism about the uh topic on uh male contraceptives, um, talking about how like the reasoning behind like it being so difficult to form a male contraceptive that would be taken um, is because the there's a quite high side effects of infertility um, that was found during like uh, drug trials and um, also because the actual method of taking the contraception would be too outrageously difficult for people, well, men, to take. I, I mean, um, I don't think i think that that is not true i think the most effective least likely way to make somebody infertile was to like inject them and stuff but to me that just means they need to try harder to make a nice little pill for men that's what i think when I hear yeah that. I, I mean i i definitely agree that like there just needs i think there just needs to be a little bit more research done that like it's been like you said it's been like 60 years for like the female contraceptive i think we just need to give it a bit more time for the male contraceptive yeah i think like i see you i hear you man but um i don't know they should just like do better whatever that's what i think there like i understand it but i disagree with it yeah i (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm I'm sort of in the the sort of Switzerland. I don't I don't feel for men on it, but I understand. No, like I don't feel sorry for you guys. Like hopefully one day they'll come get you. Okay. Like like mainly because of the suffering that women have to go through with contraceptives as well. Like I feel yeah. like you guys get infertility. I get like a blood clot and a heart attack. Like and blindness. Be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand. But I'm not. I don't necessarily completely feel for them, but I also see the big side of like they're just to me. There just needs to be a bit more research done, and and a few. When I say a few, I mean a couple decades of research done into this to find a adequate solution to said problem. Since we've had sixty years with the female contraceptive pill. Also, like this is for anyone who wasn't sure by the first episode. This is an opinion podcast. Like, I'm not a medical expert, you know? If you thought I was a medical expert, I'm really sorry. Yeah. You'll have to find another podcast. Yeah, we definitely do not have the, like, the facts <laughs> and statistics, like, right on the top of our heads. And we tr- do try our best to be correct, but sometimes we are going to get facts wrong. I think, I just think it's funny. I don't know. I don't know what to say. We're just having a chat. Yeah. The whole point of this is that 
you're having a ch- we're having a chat the same way you have a chat with any anyone you meet in your life like this was born off the back of just like the casual chats I was having with girls at university like the the sort of simple funny tiktoks I was seeing the sort of just the the simple conversations me and you were having about things yeah. you know we'd be surrounded by a group of boys and me and you would be talking about something just between us yeah and like laughing and joking and getting along and agreeing and that sort of thing and it was for us and not really for them do you know what I mean yeah yeah I think it's about having and I think that's kind of the point of this it's not necessarily meant to be like entirely factual and there is no expertise here yeah you know I think it's about having an informal conversation with a friend about mm. important topics like like how you yeah, just discuss informal. something like at the pub over a pint that it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be dead on statistically factual obviously we're going to be reading articles and we might say yeah, statistics and I think, but yeah and I think sometimes trying to pretend to be the expert or like listening and filling yourself with a lot of content that is super factual and is super serious and is super like that gets really depressing I find it really hard to constantly be bombarded with like like deep formal statistical kind of information like that like I thrive off of you know reading a few articles and having a chat with them having a chat with somebody about them like that like I always find that way more like fulfilling and like uplifting than kind of you know something that feels a bit more like a an essay or presentation it's a more natural flowing debate yeah and that is you know kind of the point obviously it's important to still like have corrections and correct yourself because if others are listening yeah you don't really want them to sort of you know and i i guess facts are relatively important but i think with guess facts are important but oh i don't know i prefer to just make stuff up yeah (laughs) it's all fake news i feel like we just need to put like a disclaimer at the beginning that's like this is not fact like uh i am autistic and sometimes my sarcasm can sound like fact (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) or like i'll make a joke and you'll like read it as fact or vice versa yeah okay shall we start with news yes okay you go first yeah the covid one that i have up came to mind because of my own personal experience with my own menstrual cycle um, that recently I have had the the wonderful opportunity of having my arm jabbed with the Pfizer vaccine, but it's now affected my periods, and uh, this was terrifying, very terrifying, uh, since there was no sort of, like, when I was handed, like, the side effects list, this was not on the side effects list. Um, no, it wasn't, because I had the same one. I think I had mine, like, the day after you, yeah. or the same day. It was the same day, wasn't it? I think it? it was. You just got it like a few you hours. Went to uni. A few hours later, yeah. Because um, that was the day we were originally meant to record the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear that, guys? We postponed recording this so that we could go and get vaccinated. Yeah. Because we're absolute legends. Yeah. Just that, that's just it. This is our time to put out that message to go tell people to get vaccinated. Yeah, and if you're really scared of needles, like I'm sorry, just cry the whole time the people will probably be nice to you. Because I cried the whole time, and the people were really nice to me. And and it, it's 
it's a very smooth experience as well. They're very lovely people. But the vaccine uh, made me miss an entire period. And I then went to my mother in absolute panic and we both researched and found the the COVID-19 symptom study done by Zoe, which is an app that I would recommend people download so they can report any symptoms of their vaccines. I thought you were just talking about like a girl named Zoe. No, it's it's called Zoe COVID. She's like the medical equivalent of like Cher <laughs> and uh, Madonna. She's just got one name. Yeah. It's just Zoe. Yeah, she's she's that famous. She's just like the Madonna of doctors. But yeah, it it said um that it is apparently zero point five percent of all vaccinated women um are having symptoms like this, which is a small number, but like it's still you know, it's still quite a few people, you know. And it'll probably become more and more. I mean, when millions of people have been vaccinated, yeah, that is a big number. Especially when like more and more people are being vaccinated now with like the younger age groups, that's going to come up more yeah. and more with people because obviously like younger people have menstrual cycles and aren't going through menopause and stuff. So that's something. Uh, and I yeah. just I wanted to bring it up because it also affects your PMS. Um, does something to like the 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 antibodies that are being released or something triggers like the the same hormone that's released during PMS? Why? Um. So you essentially because I'm not gonna have a period now for like two months, three months, something like that. I'm just gonna have PMS the whole fucking time, <laughs> and I already am oh. feeling it, and it's not fun. That's gonna be a great summer. Yeah. I had a weird experience with it because I got it on the first day of my period mm. and then I had like the most excruciatingly painful period the next day and then my period ended within like two days my periods are normally like between six and eight days and my period was about three or four days long yeah um... it was really weird it was really painful one of my co-workers who had the exact same thing as me like had it during her period had a really, really painful period as well. And um, that was really... Like, I was kind of prepared for that because I knew it was kind of fucking with people's menstruation and stuff. Mm. But, yeah, it was one of... It was weird. It was one of the worst, most heavy periods ever. Yeah. And I get heavy periods anyway. Ended really quickly. And then I felt... I had, like, some aches and pains from the vaccine in general as well so I feel like that kind of made it worse but yeah I don't know if the aches and pains were the vaccine or the bad period caused by the vaccine yeah I mean I'm just clueless in this article it does say that like it it doesn't just stop your period like it can do anything from have you make your period start early like at the wrong point in yeah. your cycle end early uh spotting uh, entirely missed periods, irregular bleeding, you know, like it could literally just completely fuck up your menstrual cycle for like two to three months, yeah. which I feel like should be more reported. Like, I feel like that should be yeah. something that is part in the, um, the side effects list, especially because the reason that this occurs is because vaccines and most medical things like new drugs that are being developed are only generally tested on men because 
the researchers find the female biology too complex and too difficult because of hormone changes, menstruation, you know, like the female body is entirely biologically different different to men. So they just go, actually, no, nah, that's too difficult. Let's just do it on what? men. What? What have you just said to me? <laughs> oh my gosh. We spent the whole of last episode talking about how they used to just be like, mm, women? Too complicated. It must just be their uterus running around. For you to come here today and tell me that they're not doing as many tests of these things on women because women are too complex. Mm. Are you mad? Oh my god. And and also another thing. Just read a bit more then. Do some more research, honey, then you'll know about me. Exactly. Um but another thing that my my dad told me, which is quite nice that my dad told me, that one of the things that like the the outcomes of this you know, this fucked up thing of only testing it on men rather than women is paracetamol. That it's actually been found in multiple new studies that women um uh like absorb or like process paracetamol, I can't remember the word. Um forty percent faster than men do. Really? Yep. So that te- that terrifies me because when I'm on my period, I take like four pills every like four to six hours, two of which are paracetamol, and that's just scary. That like I could be technically taking too much dose of paracetamol because I'm a they woman. They need to have like paracetamol that comes in a pink box for us. Exactly, <laughs> special p- pink paracetamol for women with little sparkles <laughs> and bows all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It- <laughs> Oh my god. Like a bic for her. Paracetamol for her, you know? Yeah. I'm like in shock that you told me that they're just they just don't test these things on women. I'm yeah. also like not really surprised. I mean obviously they test like, you know, drugs specifically made for women on women. Well like, yeah. Imagine. Um, imagine if they test they tested all of the oral contraceptive pills on Man, all this time. <laughs> like, yeah, it was good. It made him grow little boobies. <laughs> but, like, I, I think, like, universal drugs like paracetamol and, and things that are meant, like, designed to be used by both genders are generally only tested on yeah. men because women have apparently too complex Well, it's the same systems. as, like, okay, story time. The other day I was super, super anxious and I couldn't sleep. And I was, like, just a bit achy because I've been a bit just a bit achy lately just I haven't really been getting up and going out and doing very much so anytime I exert myself I'm like oh my gosh I am so tired because I like went for a walk um and I had a pain in my like it wasn't even a pain I had like pins and needles kind of in a part of my left hand and I rang my boyfriend at 3am, convinced I was having a really slow, mild heart attack because I'd been, like, mm. I'd recently found out that when women have heart attacks, it's, like, totally different to when men have heart attacks. And you can have, like, yeah. a little bit of chest pain and you'll have, like, a bit of a tummy ache and it's often, like, a little bit more mild. I'd been reading something about that. Um, and I was, like, convinced I was having a heart attack just because like my left hand hurt a bit and I was like what if I'm having a heart attack and I just don't know because I'm a girl that is terrifying now I'm, I know. I'm gonna have that worry <laughs> like I'm sure if I was having a heart attack I would know yeah but like like you'd think wouldn't you and then I read this article where like a doctor it was an American article and um one good thing they say to do if you think you're experiencing a heart attack 
obviously cool on ambulance, but they said like chew and swallow aspirin. Yeah. And so in the article, he said like a lot of the time women will just chew and swallow an aspirin and just like get on with their day, maybe rest a bit and like never go to the hospital. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like you have a vision of like anytime someone's having a heart attack, it's like their heart pumping out of their chest and then them keeling over on the floor. Yeah. But as I was reading about it, I was like shocked at how mild it can actually be, especially for women, because you might just think it's like period cramps. Yeah. That is terrifying. Like a, a little bit of an achy chest. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I think you and I are both very unlikely to have a heart attack. I mean, with with the shit that I eat my diet, I mean Oh girl. <laughs> same. Too many like super noodles. I, I there have been days when I've literally had super noodles through No the the sheer amount of salt that is in noodles. Yeah. But I eat them all the time. It's so bad. But then I'm like it's my... I, I'm on what is called the comfort food diet. Mm. You know, some people do keto. Some people do Atkins or whatever. Some people are vegan. I, I, I'm i on the comfort food diet. <laughs> it's pizzas and chicken nuggets. Same. Same. <laughs> Except, like, the occasional really large bowl of coleslaw. Oh, yeah, because you'll eat a whole bucket of coleslaw. With a ladle. And I'll do that, but with mayonnaise. I mean, I would also do that with mayonnaise, not gonna lie. Mayonnaise is just so good. It is. Like, whenever I eat anything, I'm using it simply as a vessel to get mayonnaise into my mouth. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love it. Um, so where were we after mayonnaise? I mean, I think we can move on to maybe one of your, your articles. Yeah, so my, um, my news for today was about the World Health Organization, which I find it really hard to say that, and I don't know why. I can I can understand that. I, it's the word world, because I'm yeah. either like world, or I'm like world. The only way to say that is with an American accent to have it sound effective in a sentence. Wait, world. Wait, world. World, world health. It's because you're saying health. World, world health, health organization. I can't say it. Anyway, the WHO, <laughs> yeah, the healthy people, yeah, they said recently and were criticised because they suggested that any women of childbearing age should not be drinking alcohol, and they were essentially like asking like governments and stuff to do more to stop any woman of childbearing age to stop drinking alcohol. Um, the phrase that it says is that there should be a prevention of drinking among pregnant women and women of childbearing age. Like, yeah, obviously there should be a prevention of drinking among pregnant women. Like, we know. But why of childbearing age? That just seems incredibly sexist. And Like, I get it. It's because it can make you less fertile or it can make your body less able to carry children and to bear but children. But we're not incubators. Yeah, exactly. We're it also people. Alcohol also makes men less fertile. Yeah, exactly. You know, the men that don't want to go on the male pill because it might make them infertile, but they'll drink a lot, won't they? <laughs> you know? Like, why are the WHO talking about that? It's, it's very weird because I understand the science of saying that. I'm not stupid. I am a woman, but I'm not stupid. Okay, <laughs> I understand it, 
but it's just so bizarre. It's like, um, what? Yeah, but yeah, it affects men's fertility as well. Like women of childbearing age. Is that what all? Is that all I'm here for then? Yeah, That's it's all it, I'm here for. It's the assumption that they've made that we are all just the purpose that we we have on this planet is just all just to be child incubators and nothing else we are nothing but that we are not people we just make babies for men yeah and it's their whole thing is a global alcohol action plan from 2022 to 2030 and it is advising people to pay appropriate attention to prevention to the consumption of alcohol in certain groups and the groups were like children teenagers and women of childbearing age not Men of childbearing age. What? Yeah, I feel like it just should be everyone should watch how much they drink. It can be dangerous. Yeah, because it could affect... Obviously, it can affect men's fertility, but it's also like it can affect your mental health. You might be a shit dad if you drink too much. If you drink too much, you might not be there for your pregnant partner. Yeah. Maybe we could just be pushing that narrative as well if they dare to say... Like, if they, like, have the audacity to be, like, no woman of childbearing age should be drinking. But, like, where is that energy for fathers and men? Yeah. I think it just should be a universal statement. That's not saying that everyone yeah. should just stop drinking. It should be saying that everyone should obviously watch their alcohol intake and yeah watch their health. And if you think that your health or fertility is declining, then obviously stop drinking. But if you don't want to have kids, feel free, become an alcoholic, you know, yeah. do you. It's also like the whole concept of like childbearing age. Because you often hear, like, women of childbearing age, but there is no, like, men of childbearing age. I think that's because like, that's... what is... Because they, they can always bear children, because they don't actually bear children. They just... They just come, and that's it. Like, they just... <laughs> that's it. They just... It should be, like, men of, like, pregnancy-inducing age. Yeah. Like, that is what they, they should be. Yeah. I I feel like it just there should be some more equality in that statement. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say like alcohol is fine and it doesn't matter. I just think like it's very strange and it it feels like did they really say that? Like did they really put that on the thing? Yeah, it without is... even considering that maybe they should also include men of childbearing age mm-hmm. or young men as well. It feels a bit uneducated and ignorant. Yeah. Especially for a medical um, sort of based, what are they, are they a community or like a board or something? An organisation. Organisation, yeah, like they're a medical organisation. They should have, you know, some sort of social education and understand yeah. that feminism is a thing and not all men, women want children and it shouldn't be just a sweeping statement. It should be a generic statement for people, not women. Yeah. Where we just beat on the WHO as if we were experts and we're not. I mean, I've got uh, I've got another article on um, oh, the 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 female soldiers being uh forced or ordered to march in heels, and also they can yeah in in Ukraine by the way just for facts. Okay, is that like recent news? Yeah, it's when was it published? Yeah, third uh, of July. Um, that they were forced to march in little like pump heels. 
Um, and they can also be ordered to wear like pencil skirts as a dress uniform. Because oh that's really practical, isn't it? Yeah. Not. Like I just find it so weird because like the whole point of military is, is that like the uniform is to be utilitarian. It, it's meant to be yeah really practical and useful and like have pockets and tight to the body so it's not like all over the place and camo like it's meant to be useful for the situations they're in and heels and skirts like what <laughs> yeah like are they just meant to be standing around like military secretaries to the men who are actually doing all of the big bad fighting exactly like it, it just it feels like they've they've they're forcing women back into like a secretarial sort of position yeah by just forcing them to wear these things and it's the fact that they can't fight back they can't be like actually no what is their reasoning is there a reason i don't think there is a reasoning just that that's what women wear they said they're not going to scrap the heeled shoes they're going to give them shoes that has lacing that will better hold the shoes while walking and lower and more comfortable heels just give them normal shoes. <laughs> yeah. Why do they need to have it's heels? Because it's for when they like march and have like ceremonial uniform. It's still stupid. Like if if it's not the same as men's. But yeah, they're basically saying that like, it sexualizes female soldiers taking part in the parade, which it one hundred percent does. The heel high heels exist to make our legs look sexy. Yeah. No, I wear high heels and I do feel sexy. But, like, I just wish I could feel good about myself without it being entirely grounded in what men have deemed attractive. Mm. But not only that, like, if you're in a situation, like, military, you need to be dressed in a, in a way that is practical. That's the whole point of the military uniform. Yeah. It just so doesn't go when you see the picture of them. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, Get your phone or get the nearest computer and Google it. Ukraine soldiers, high heels. It is bizarre. The picture is astounding. It is... Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, what on earth am I seeing here? Their foot is out! One wrong move, one wrong kick, one wrong step. And, like, that whole shoe is flying across that field. <laughs> Imagine going and joining the military and training really hard to be a woman in the military... And then you come to do your first march, your first ceremonial march, and they slap you in a pair of high heels. It's just the most demeaning thing ever. We don't care, like, we don't care how good you are at that thing. Put on your little high heels, woman. Yeah. But it's it's also, like, it's not just the heels, though. They can also be forced to, like, ordered by higher-up people in the midday to wear pencil skirts. Yeah. Imagine the chub rub on that. Yeah. Like, my thighs would be killing. Have you seen the one of them in little white pencil skirts? They're, they are literally wearing, like, little tiny air hostess heels. Some of them don't even have little backs. Yeah, that's the picture I was just looking at, the one you've seen. They're wearing, like, a little, like, kind of grey hat that matches a blazer, a really, really short pencil skirt, and then, like, stiletto pumps. And, so, and some, of the, pumps. some of the pumps... Don't even have backs and they're like little strappy heels. Yeah. Oh my god. Like that cannot be real. Like somebody's posted that 
claiming that it's the Ukrainian army, but it's just air hostesses, surely. I don't think so. I think it is actually... I just don't even want to believe that that is real. Do you want to discuss some ways in which the topic for today, by the way, now that our new segment is over, yes, we'll be talking about ways in which the world is completely designed for men and by men. Should I go with a funny one first? Yeah, I got to go with a funny one. Okay, because I feel like we've had this conversation before, but yeah, when I probably brought up, I think we've definitely had these this this exact topic. We've talked about this before, anyway. Yeah, but this this first thing came to mind when I realized that every single time I have ever sat on a toilet, right, my little legs <laughs> are on my little my little tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm sat on the loo and my legs start to like shake because I can't like hold my legs in that position. Otherwise, like I just I can't do anything on the loo. It is completely redundant. And I I have decided that toilets are made not for women, but for tall men who yeah. have the natural acute angle when they sit on the toilet, rather than an obtuse angle of their body. Um, and it's sexist. Yeah, 100%. My mum works with nurses, right? So they have a very, like, open environment discussing things like poo mm. and needing the toilet and going for a poo and stuff. And I went home in, like, May to stay with my parents. Yeah. And my mum literally had this stuck on the fridge by a magnet. It was a, a little, um, like, comic of, of like how to poo <laughs> and it was like going on up on right up on your tippy toes leaning your elbows to your knees and then like straightening your back up and like sitting up really straight yeah because it opens your sphincter but every time i try and do that my toes will be giving way yeah because i just i can't get in the right formation i need like a step yeah for my feet and they make them i think they're called they have like squatty potty yeah, things but you can like rest your feet on them but, like, if, if I don't have, like, something to rest my feet on, I just can't do it. Same. Like, my knees start to shake. Yeah. I'm trembling there. I'm already I'm already in a situation in which I've just got the sweats because I can't poo. Same. <laughs> and then I've got the trembles. <laughs> that comes back to our diet, Freya. I think maybe we'd be able to poo if we ate vegetables. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, my legs start, like, vibrating with, like, the pain and my toes start hurting and... <laughs> And, like, I, I don't have, like, a squatty potty or anything at my house. What I do is that we have a little, like, a waste bin <laughs> in my bathroom. Yeah. And I just put it under my feet. And it's the, it's the <laughs> only thing. your little feet on your little waste basket to poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also lactose intolerant. So I'm either 100% entirely bunged up or I am, like, liquid shits. Mm. So I never have a good experience when I poo. Same. I should point out that that happens not just because I'm lactose intolerant, but because, like every lactose intolerant person, I eat more cheese than people who are tolerant to lactose. That is true. I, I think I, every single lactose intolerant person I've met, they, they will go through the pain because I want so much lactose. Yeah. I think the toilet thing, you could probably argue that, well, no, it's just that you guys happen to be a bit too small. You know, there are a lot of tall women who can probably poo just fine. <laughs> and to them, I would say, yeah, but it happens because men are tall. 
Yeah. Most of the time, actually. I mean, the the only argument I've had against it was from my mum saying that sometimes toilets are made that way for um, the elderly, that toilets will, make, will be made um, that height for the elderly so they can still stand up, which I understand, but at the same time, I feel like they're in a minority compared to half the population being women. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these things that like, you can always say, but there are a lot of women who don't have this issue, or there are a lot of tall women, though. It's like, well, okay, I hear you, I get it. But it is. it happens to be that it is great for tall women, but it's only great for them because it's built that way, because it is men who are the ones that it's based on. Well, I mean, uh, I remember a friend saying to me when I, I mentioned this this topic to them, that apparently the toilet, when it was first, like, properly designed designed was based off the ideal fantasy man and that was based off like a six foot five man from like a detective no. novel no way they built of all the things in the world they could based on the ideal human it was the toilet <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think it was just there was a lot of other things but one of the things was the toilet but it, the what i find funny about it is it, the i the ideal man was like a six foot five five like detective dude from like a, a novel in like the victorian era on earth? i don't know i might be wrong on that by the way again fact check you might be wrong but i don't know someone told me i that. feel like everything is just built for the ideal man so I'm sure Thomas Crapper, inventor of the toilet, was not free from the male gaze. Probably. Yeah. So either we've admitted that we just can't poo very well <laughs> and we need to change our diet, or that toilets are made for men. I think it's the toilets are made for men. Although they do take a very long time to use the toilet, so maybe it's not. That's just a man thing, that they just enjoy yeah. the process or something. They just enjoy sitting there with their poopy arse scrolling through their phone i think so gross gross okay do you want me to do one next yes the one i have that i i honestly find quite funny it's a serious thing and it could literally result in death <laughs> but it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but i find the idea behind it kind of sad but like well obviously um, because you know like CPR mannequins yeah like quite often CPR mannequins are made with no breasts they're made to represent like a man's chest yeah so when you learn CPR I don't know if you've ever like done first aid or like learned CPR with a CPR dummy I, I know like a vague first aid but not serious first aid yeah yeah we had to do it in school um and, like practice doing the mouth to mouth and like practice the uh, like compressions on the chest mm. and it was a male dummy like they all were and they've started making these things that like are like jumpers that go on them that have tits <laughs> so that you can practice what it would be like to do it on someone with boots they made tit jumpers <laughs> they did they're like padded um like sleeves that go on the mannequins that have boots but it's still it's just it's just so funny send me a picture of the tit jumper <laughs> it's like a padded sleeve oh my god oh like they are and it is the the picture which we can put on the instagram when we post this episode yeah so that people have something to sort of like look back to when we're having these conversations um the picture is like I don't think I've ever seen a woman with boobs like that. Yeah. 
for a start. Like the placement of them is like what? Mine don't look like that. Yours look like that? No, mine don't look like that. Okay, I was going to say, have I just deeply insulted you and why your tits so weird? (laughs) (laughs) But like, they're quite, they're taking up like so much space, but they have no hang. It's just like a very vague cup. Yeah, that's not how a boob hangs. And obviously, you know, the issue is that people practice CPR on male dummies so they have absolutely no concept of how to do cpr on somebody with breasts but then also like like you'd be scared to do it because like i don't want to touch her boobs i don't want to touch their boobs so i don't want to do the compressions because what if i touch their boob people can't overlook the fact they'd be touching a boob to save someone's life (laughs) i feel like it would depend what situation i'm in like if i saw that they were like really dying and struggling or something and I was like, I was the only person who could help them. I feel like I could get over it, but like, there would probably still be a part of my brain be like, <laughs> I'm touching a boob right now. This feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, it would feel wrong. But the the whole concept of having the sort of tip padding that they add on, which is almost like just again does not accurately represent it. And I know you could say that about the male mannequin dummies because they're quite often of a slim built man and that might be harder as well but i feel like if you've got like some proper boobs on you that's gonna be very different to a man with bigger chest i keep going to say moobs like man boobs moobs yeah have i just made that up or no moobs is a thing <laughs> okay i was like have i am i making it up because then i saw a picture of a cow in the related articles of what i'm looking at <laughs> and i was like moobs <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think what they've said on, on the article I read was that, like, the, the, um, the people who've made that, like, padded thing, they basically said that, like, touching breasts is taboo. And so, like, even though more people are CPR trained, you only learn from male torsos. So it is great that, like, people are doing that and getting more comfortable with the idea that they might touch somebody's breast to, you know, give them CPR. Yeah. But, like... I often look at my own chest and I'm like, I don't even know where you would do it on me. I mean, I'd have to be like, you'd have to like spread my tits out <laughs> like this because I have very big boobs. So like when I lay flat on my back without a bra on, my boobs go like into my armpits. Yeah. Like you to give me CPR properly, you'd have to remove my bra first. Because you'd just be, like, squishing my boob the whole time. I, I think you'd have to remove your bra for any CPR for boobs. If you've got, like, a substantial yeah. set, you know, <laughs> mm. you probably have to remove the bra. Or at least, like, yeah. pull the bra up or, like, away. You'd have to fully remove it, like, yeah. pull it down yeah. or something. They'd be undressing me. Yeah. But it- for the record, if I'm ever in need of CPR with all my clothes off i don't care who sees me naked and that's why <laughs> just saved my life instead same <laughs> yeah at least the same as like the other day when i thought i was having a heart attack i was like trying to feel my heartbeat in my chest and i just couldn't because it was all just food yeah I, even i have that yeah like i i can't feel my heartbeat yeah. now and i'm not even wearing a bra like <laughs> if you put your ear to my tit you'd be able to hear it but i could not feel yeah. it. yeah it's too much tissue there Ooh, actually i'm feeling it right now Oh, that's kind of creepy. Like, I actually have a heart in me. I, I, I find that so weird as well. I have organs in my body. There's a skeleton in there too. Yeah, I find that so weird as well. Like, I, I, 
there's sometimes I'll just sit down and be like, oh my god, there are organs inside of me. <laughs> that includes like it's a nice, heart. Isn't it? Like I'll be like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. My intestine can't just can't digest the milk. It can't digest the lactose, and I'm like, I have intestines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact same. Um. So yeah, that's one. CPR mannequins are pretty much all men until this company created the the boob jumper. They're called woman womanikin? Womanikin. Oh, that's clever. It's woman I K I N. So it, I read it as womanikin, but it's womanikin. Oh, that's clever. Should I move on to the next topic? Yeah, do you want to do your next one? Okay, back onto the toilet subject. Obviously, I have a running theme. <laughs> Why here. are you so obsessed with poo poo, Freya? I don't know. I don't don't shame me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's kind of an article, but it is written by the Guardian. But it's this new designed urinal for women. Um, I don't like the sound of it. That will apparently like shorten the queues for ladies' toilets, because apparently research shows in the UK spending 34 times longer queuing for public loose than men do. So just make more women's toilets. And personally, my solution to that issue is just the fact that there are too many men's toilets in ratio to women's toilets, because yeah. women have to go into cubicles, remove their trousers, sit down, pee, put their trousers back on, go out, wash their hands. Like It's a lot of a longer process. You don't just whip out a hose, you know? So men just need to have a couple more square feet, no, a couple less square feet of their toilets that is added onto the females' toilets, meaning that the time and ratio is the same for men and women because men and women have different needs, you know? That would be my solution. To me, I don't think that men's urinals should even exist. Any man I talk to or any boy I talk to about urinals, they don't like the fact that they're just whipping their dick out in front of other people. My boyfriend doesn't like them and never uses them. My dad doesn't like them and I don't think he ever uses them either. They'll go into a cubicle instead. Yeah. Because it is gross and it splashes everywhere. It is a bit weird. But the, the urinal that was made for women is basically like this little circular sort of building. Mm. Um, I have the image yeah. here, but continue to describe it for anyone listening. Yeah, it's like a circular, circular, can I speak? Circular building with little toilets in three, three different sections. Like there's six toilets in three different sections. And um, I don't know what, you can't really tell in that picture, but like you, you'd essentially be able to see people's faces while they squatted over these bowls. So when you, if you walk in, you could potentially just see someone just pissing. And I just find, I, there's something about that that I, I will never understand with male urina, urinals. And I will f never understand with this urinal, mm. how anyone could ever be comfortable making eye contact with someone while you piss. No, wrong. So weird. Fundamentally it's weird. also like, the whole purpose of a urinal, it makes sense why they invented them. They thought, oh, well, we'll have the, the, you know, the normal toilet for when we need to poo because we can stand and pee because we have, you know, penises. So we don't necessarily inherently need to sit down to pee. We only need to sit down to poo, right? But when, as a woman, and I know I'm not the only woman who experiences this, sometimes I go to the toilet needing a bit of a wee, 
as soon as I've sat down, my body's like, it's poo-poo time, girly. <laughs> right? Have you? Do you have that or do you always know when you need a poo? Yeah. It's, it's like every time I poop, I pee. But not every time I pee, I poop. 100%. But sometimes you get a surprise poo. You sit down and you're like, whoa, something's going on down there. So if I went into that little squatty urinal, I might start squatting for a wee. And then suddenly, before I know it, oh my gosh, it's poo-poo time. And also they look, they are so, they're like on the grounds, like you would squat yeah. over them. That- Which obviously there are like squatting toilets in a lot of non-Western countries. But to me, I feel like that is not something Western culture can handle. It's definitely not something I can handle. <laughs> it's not something that, <laughs> Western people are not ready for that. No. <laughs> they're not ready for squatting toilets. And also it's a bit weird that the sinks are on the outside of the building. Because there's, I've I've always thought that in normal toilets that there's some kind of safety with the sinks being in the same room that you can you know you can collect yourself you're still away from people you're still relatively in a private environment yeah that you're not out in public again and especially if like you're using the toilet as like an escape from like a really bad tinder day or something you know yeah like it doesn't feel like you want some respite yeah i think when you go to the toilet and that's why like the like it's not necessarily an issue that like they are squatting toilets. I'm I you know because they there are plenty of countries in the world like but I know for sure that they have them in China because my school used to do like exchanges to Asia. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing about that students said about China was that like all the toilets were on the floor, and they were like really weirded out by it, and like <laughs> that wouldn't be an issue for me. But it's the fact that they don't have proper cubicle doors. Yeah, that someone could because just if walk you in. go to the toilet because you're you just need a moment alone, whether it is to pee or poo, whether it's because you're anxious, whether it's because you need you know a moment away from a creepy guy on a date, like you've just said. It's like well, I don't really want to go and squat with an open an open hole yeah i want to close the door and lock it and and how and how would you know that it's that the toilet as you know because you'd see them you'd actually see them peeing that's weird that instead of having like a door that just says occupied or not occupied you just would see that face you would see them pissing and i just, just see that they're there that's just so wrong to me yeah i think have you have you ever been to america no i've been to america um just saying, I've literally been to America and so well travelled. <laughs> I've been to America and I found their toilets, like their public toilets, awful. American toilets are like the doors are incredibly high and low. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're really and like the gaps between the doors in a lot of the stools that I went to, you can see through them. Like you could make eye contact with someone while you're on the toilet. Yeah, that's because so the weird. gap is like. A couple of inches. Yeah, that's so odd. It's horrible. Like, I understand because it's like some people would harm themselves in toilets and it's to stop people from locking themselves in. They could just go out, crawl under. Like, I understand that, but it should be, it shouldn't be like you could literally see in. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. I get the not, you know, like the crawling under thing. Actually, now that you mention it. But it's still just weird. Very weird. Maybe we're just so British. We can't even understand the concept that, like, you know, sometimes you just got to get in and get out. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to see people pooing, don't look at them. 
Yeah, I feel like there's there still should be an element of privacy if you want it. Also, actually, coming back to the main thing, privacy aside, um, privacy aside entirely, because that's definitely a cultural thing. Like <laughs> the like the point of it is that it's meant to it's meant to make it quicker. Yeah. Women in the UK spend 34 times longer queuing for public loose than men do. Two young designers think they have the solution. How is this going to be any quicker? Yeah, because if you're squatting over it and you're wearing trousers, you're just going to piss down your leg. Yeah. You'd have to literally remove your You still need the time to wipe. You still need the time to sort yourself out. It's not going to be any quicker at all unless you're wearing a skirt. Yeah. But even then, you've got to pull your knickers down. Yeah. This is not going to solve any speed problem at all. No, not the, at all. The issue is if women are spending more time queuing for public loos than men do, make more unisex toilets, make more women's toilets. Yeah. There's a a statistic here that says on average ten there are ten male urinals for every lady's toilet. Yeah. So that doesn't mean like okay create a women's urinal just means make more toilets for women make more build more ladies toilets yeah like you know take up more space like women should just take up more space then in regards to toilets yeah yeah so the verdict on that one is just yeah and just build more women's toilets though yeah i agree completely yeah. shall i do my next one yes and it is air conditioning because the standard so this is an american statistic right but the formula for standard u.s office temperatures was developed in the 1960s based on the metabolic rate of an average 40 year old man weighing 154 pounds so air conditioning units and the temperature that air conditioning should be is based on a 40 year old man weighing 70 kilograms from the 1960s but women tend to be naturally our average bodily temperature is colder than men yeah my my mum also like told me about this and she her point about it was the fact that like it, the reason it's an issue is because normally in a lot of office environments um the the boss is the person who will control the the temperature of the air conditioning and normally those are male CEOs or male bosses or they're normally men statistically, meaning that a lot of the time that the environment is set to men's standards and it makes women suffer. And the only, the only times that that would be like beneficial to women is if they're like menopausal and whatnot. But generally, a lot of women in office environments are younger women. So... It just means that they're just a very shivery and cold all the time because of men and their ability to run warm. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure what the solution for that would be. Like, I just... Yeah, like, the men are just going to then be too hot. But to me, you know, otherwise you end up sitting in an office wearing, like, ten layers just to be warm. And that's not comfortable either. Yeah, I feel like... It, there should be a middle ground. It makes sense to me to have the air conditioning less cold. You know, if you happen to be then a bit too hot, you can have a fan. You can have a personal fan that won't blow on anyone else. Yeah, that's true. Um, or, or you could just have like the, the air conditioning set in like a middle ground where it's not too it's not too hot, not too cold. 
yeah. in between. But then I also think the little part of me is like, fuck him. Let's just have him be a bit too hot. Who cares? <laughs> it's time to give power back to us, okay? Yeah. Like, if this is how I'm going to get back at them, let it be the air conditioning. They can't really complain about that, surely. Like, just the air conditioning. Like, nothing else. Like, okay, okay. Don't worry about the male pill, guys. Just put the air conditioning down a bit. Yeah, like, like th- th- this is this is our revenge for yeah. years and years of systemic sexism. Like, I'll take the pill. It's fine. Just make it a bit less cold in here. Like, you, you be a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like just, just, just to make up for everything. Yeah, I feel like that's a small price to pay. Yep. Personally, but um, yeah, that's a small one. Like that's not a life or death one. Yeah. Um, did you have another one? I do. Um, it's probably on the same article that you also probably have open about the mm-hmm. deadly truth about the world, um, built for men. Mm-hmm. Um, car crash test dummies, and yeah, that was on my list. That was on my BBC list as well. Because people like numbers and statistics and facts. I shall read some. Uh, men are more likely than women to be involved in a car crash, which means they dominate the numbers of those seriously injured in, in injured in them. But when a woman... Because women can't drive. When a woman is involved in a car crash, she is 47% more likely to be serious in, in, seriously injured, 71% more likely to be moderately injured, and uh, 17% more likely to die. Uh, than men um and a side note on this is that i saw a tiktok um about uh women and breasts and seat belts and the fact that like you should always wear your seat belt below your boobs because a seat belt can if you're because when a car crashes your body is still moving at the same speed the car was driving at. So say you're driving at 55 miles per hour, your body then mm-hmm. shoots forward at 55 miles per hour. And if the seatbelt is on top of your boob, it can slide into your neck and hit an artery at 55 miles per hour and you're dead just because you have boobs. Oh my God. Like, but then if I put it, un- right, hear me out. If I put it under my boobs, it will just cut my stomach in half because... The underneath of my boobs, logically, comfortably, is just my stomach because my boobs are so big. Like, I'd have to literally tuck it under. I think it's the, the angle of, like, the slice of the the, the seatbelt and also... Oh, yeah, because it'll slide up, won't it? And then, like, the thin side is just going to... Oh, my God, imagine if that decapitated you. It would literally slice into your neck and, like, hit an artery. Yeah. And also, you're more likely to survive, like, a stomach injury than you are an artery injury so yeah um i mean maybe i unless you can survive but i think when your throat's been slit i think it's just mad that like just because you have boobs you are more likely to have an artery sliced in your neck yeah like that's That's terrifying like we almost need like harnesses yeah not seatbelts like you know those harnesses that you have in um sports cars yeah i think we need those (laughs) Yeah, my brain was picturing a BDSM harness. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so scary. Because, like, obviously, the car crash dummy thing as well. It's so crazy to me that, like, they only have recently started testing them on female dummies. But even then, it's said in the article that they're not actually female dummies. They're just male dummies that have been shrunk down to the size of a large child. 
So they don't actually <laughs> really? they don't actually have <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't actually have any female features. Like they don't have the female weight dis- distribution, the female center of gravity. They don't have anything female about them. No boobs or nothing. Oh it's God. just a big child. Like that's just fucked up. Like they just they were way too just... lazy to make a female dummy. So they're like, "You know what we yeah. can do? Just make a big child because that's what women are." <laughs> So women are more likely to literally, like, this is the thing, like, you know, if you said to me, pick one, do you want cars to be safe or do you want air conditioning to be slightly warmer? I would pick the cars. Yeah. (laughs) But these are just prime examples of, like, because these careers and, like, because most careers and, like, you know, managers and CEOs are all men. Decisions like this are made by men, so they're only made according to, you know, the average person, which always happens to be a man. Yeah. And, like, that is that will cause women to die when yeah. it's, it's, preve- it's preventable death. It's like death by misogyny, you know? What's also scary about it is that, like, at the beginning of this part that I'm reading, it says that men are more likely to be involved in car crashes than women, essentially meaning that if I get in a car that's being driven by a man... An accident is statistically more likely to happen, but I, as a woman, am just more likely to die, which is terrifying. Yeah. That I, I am more safe to get in a car with a woman driving than I am with a man. Because... It's just not safe for you at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have one more that's like slightly less life or death, mm. more of an inconvenience, which is phones. Oh yeah, yeah. And phone, the sizes of phones. That was on my list. And how it's very hard to use your phone in the same way that a man would. And I know you can just get a smaller phone, get a different phone. Don't buy such a big phone. Oh, it's not a big deal. But it's like, if I... It's annoying. It's inconvenient for me as a woman. But uh, Phones are getting bigger. Like, phone designs are getting bigger and bigger. And my tiny little fragile woman hands can't use them. Exactly. Yeah. And the only the only argument I've ever heard against this is that like the actual engineering of a phone is quite difficult to make small, but you would not need to make it that much smaller. Like to to like just bring it back down to like the iPhone five S. I could hold that comfortably. Like I've I've got an an iPhone eleven now, and I can when I hold it, I can't touch the other side of the screen with my thumb. Like. But men can because they have bigger thumbs than I do. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. But like, I and I do know that there are available, like there, there's like the, the iPhone 12 mini that's now come out. And I do know that it's possible to make smaller phones, but I just don't see why they just don't do it. Like, why do we need it to be that big? We, it's just unusable at that point, at certain points. If you, unless you have big, giant Wreck-It Ralph man hands. Yeah. Same with the video game controllers as well, like the Xbox controllers. Oh, yeah, the video. I like X. I I'm a PlayStation player. Same. Solely because I can't even hold an Xbox controller. I find that with the Switch Pro controllers as well, though they're huge. Yeah. Like PlayStation controllers are perfect for my fragile little woman hands, but like Xbox controllers, they're just huge and clunky and horrible. Yeah, like my. It hurts my hands to play on an Xbox. My boyfriend plays Xbox, and there'll be times that he's handed me a like a Xbox controller, and I've it's literally just been this massive object in my tiny little baby hands. But the 
the PS Four uh, controller that I have, it just it's so like it fits in your hand perfectly, but also it could probably fit in the hand of a man perfectly as well. Like, why do they need to be that big? They don't. Or at least there just should be options of size that like that there should be different inch width widths. Yeah, imagine if they made a medium and large controller. Exactly! That's like such a simple solution. That would be amazing. It would be so easy to fix with that. Like, why don't they just do that? Yeah, but the medium one would only come in pink. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's for a stupid little pink woman. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It probably would as well though, that's the sad thing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So funny. I do do have uh, one more kind of small thing that I've found yeah. on my little list about the depths of pockets in women's clothing oh don't even go there I got a pair of jeans right mm. and I ordered them a bit too big for me because I was worried they'd be too small because mm. if something's too big for you you can just like wear a belt or yeah. have it be baggy it's fine and it was one of those things where like it's made quite cheap It instead of like making it it was just like sized up rather than being like fitted yeah so the pockets are huge because the jeans are really big (laughs) so i could fit a bottle of water in my pocket when i was at work today oh my god (laughs) i was so happy oh all jeans on women should be like that oh my god yeah because men's jeans i've literally witnessed like ex-boyfriends and stuff put a bottle of coke in their pocket and like you can't even see the lid sticking out and i was like what the hell i remember one, one guy who i knew he was able to fit his big, like, e- like excess, uh, like I think it was like a one of the, the big versions of iPhones in his in his pocket, like his keys, his massive, like really big, thick, wet, like leather wallet, his yeah. like his AirPod case, like some other weird. I think he also kept like um because he was. Like he he was in sort of like construction. He f- could fit like, um, like tools in there. It was literally like everything he could possibly need were just in his jeans, and he didn't even need to leave the house with like a bag. Yeah, bags are for like bags are misogynistic. Hmm. Women don't have pockets so that they can sell us bags. Exactly. I like it. It's the reason I own so many bags. Oh, I'm obsessed with bags. I'm such a girl. I'm such a woman. I love bags and shoes. Same. But, um, I have. I do own a considerable amount of bags because the thing with bags is that like they have to go with the outfit. It's a whole exactly. other thing. I wouldn't have to worry about it if I had pockets. Exactly. But like wearing those jeans I got today that I was wearing. I was wearing earlier today. They are bright pink baggy jeans with white hearts all over them. So I'm just saying, who needs a bag when you've got that? Exactly. <laughs> um. So are there any more things to quickly touch on, I think, before this episode draws to a close? A slightly more serious one today, because we were actually talking about real risks of women rather than historic stupidity like we were last time. Maybe next or next time we... Next episode, we'll have to pick something really absurdly hilarious to kind of yeah. level it out a bit more. Yeah, have someone on, like, invite a guest on that's got some funny topics. But, like, I feel like we had a few laughs in this episode. Yeah. Still. I think we did. 
when you're talking about the fact that you, your arteries might get sliced because you can't wear your seatbelt properly, it starts to dawn on you a bit. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. one thing to not want to make eye contact with someone while you're shitting. It's another thing to potentially die uh, by seatbelt. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for now, then. Anyway, bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs>